What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for being here. Before we get into it, I just want to make sure to tell you to sign up for CannabisMomBoss.com, the community for moms to get support and to feel empowered coming out of the green closet, both safely and confidently. And it's not just for moms. This can be for dads or pretty much anyone. It took um, me two to three years to fully come out of the green closet. And I experienced so many different nuances of how to approach coming out of the closet. You have your spouse, your children, which can be of all different ages, your extended family, like your parents, your grandparents, who all they know is reefer madness. Um, you have maybe your doctor or lawyers, maybe your work, um, social media, your friends, new people you meet, or people who you already know and are just coming out to. One tip that I want to share with you all is if you aren't sure how to bring it up, try starting with, are you cannabis friendly? Because then you're not forcing someone to admit whether they actually consume cannabis, but it will give you an idea of whether or not they have strong feelings one way or another. Um, and it's a great way to break the ice. That's what I've, what I've experienced um, so far, and it's been received very well. But these are the types of things that we'll be sharing on the new Cannabis Mom Boss podcast I already have some episodes recorded with some amazing guests and the launch date will be announced very, very soon via email. So make sure you go sign up, CannabisMomBoss.com. People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Welcome to another episode of Bravo and Blaze, where we recap and highlight all the latest shows from Bravo TV on an elevated level. Today's guest is Rex Weed from Twitter and now on Instagram. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Very, very small presence, but I am. We just started, right? Just started. Thank you so much for being here, Rex. For those of you who don't know Rex Weed, he is the mysterious faceless man who has banging live tweets on Twitter on all the Housewives <laughs> and Bravo shows every week. You're very consistent. You and Thank you. Obviously, I've been following you. Um, originally, I remember following you based solely on your handle, Rex Weed, um, that goes sure. along with Bravo and Blaze, obviously. But I've actually, I've been witnessing your journey as you've been growing on Twitter and I am loving it. You are consistent. Good on you. Do you watch Melbourne, by the way? Thank you. No, 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 I haven't seen that one. I always think of Gina from Real Housewives of Melbourne. Good on you. (laughs) I just love the Aussie accent. So it pops in my head every now and then. It's always entertaining. um, but well, I thank you very like, much. Hey, and mean, the biggest shocker, actually, go ahead. I, I feel like I was. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say you were one of the first people I followed, I think, when I started oh, really? doing the Housewives. Yeah, because like the name is exactly what I was getting into, like <laughs> Bravo and Blaze. And, and uh, can't be and more straightforward. So than very that. relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so very relevant to what I was 
what, to what I was getting into. So when did you start? Um, let's see. I moved in with my girlfriend about four years ago. And she was watching Vanderpump Rules. And I hated Jax so hard. I could not stand Jax Taylor. He was the, <laughs> like, just just absolute scum just going across my screen. It was disgusting. Oh, and I would just I say the worst things. And one day she said, you need to start tweeting these because, you know, I think That's people funny. would like that. That's and funny. I had no idea there was this vibrant community on Twitter. So I, I started doing, I think, Vanderpump Rules first. And I was just going relentlessly after Jax. And then he blocked me. So, so it stopped being as fun because I couldn't tag him directly when I would call him a horrible piece of shit. So uh, after that, God, I saw something on New York and she told me to start watching New York from the beginning. I love and, your uh, girlfriend. Oh, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> and when it got to Scary Island, that's when I was like, this is it. This, this is, is it. When, uh, oh. It was a... Uh, but it was when uh, Kelly Ben Simone called Bethany a vampire that that blew my mind because they all took it so seriously. Like nobody was like, oh, don't say that about Bethany. I think Sonia, like she said, Sonia said so matter of factly, she called Bethany a vampire. You know, like it's not the first time. And like that's the kind of like absurdity. Hmm. Well, yeah, like that's the kind of consideration I feel you can get when you bravo and blaze. You just kind of look at these like reactions around the table yes. and you're just like um what did they really mean by that yeah that is what so true i am so glad you said that because i'm sitting here every i mean actually it's funny that you brought up jacks because blocked by jacks on instagram is really who got me started on the in this whole bravo community i didn't know like you said that there was such a vibrant community and it's just so fun and entertaining. It brings the entertainment to another level. Like it's an extension of the absurdity that we're witnessing on television and to get people who you don't know from all different walks of life. They could be all different socioeconomic statuses too, which I love and diverse. You get us all watching the same exact thing and people have such widely vast different opinions and perspectives on it it's mind-blowing I'm like are you serious you really think that Erica Jane is innocent (laughs) like what right right wild yeah yeah it's um you know and like how elevated some of their perspectives are can vary. And that is where it veers into that scary territory. Yeah. Uh, But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really, it's really intense. I just, yeah, it's Um, very intense and it is scary. Part of what I liked about Bravo is that, uh, is that like a lot of these people kind of, I'm not going to say anybody deserves it, but like they know what they're signing up for. Like everybody on Bravo is an older individual you know, Jax is what, like 45, uh, like, you know, like, you know, and, and I can't really get into a lot of other reality TV because it's focused on younger people. Like, uh, like I will watch some of it just to kind of, kind of look at it in a sad way. Just yeah. Like it is what, sadder when it's young just like people. what, just, just like what some networks will actually put on TV. Yeah. Like, it is. like, I think, uh, like, I think love after lockup is really, that's a somber show. Like, 
like you know there's a that case to be made huge, for watching it that there's but, a like, huge community that watches that and and, and you know like i said like it's it's okay to watch it because those are important things you know that we need to see but like the way people interact with it on social media is really frightening to me yeah and 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 it's really inappropriate like you know these are like 20 somethings who had been in jail for like eight years like why are you roasting them like and that's why bravo is so great like all of these assholes are just like here i am like like, do your worst i want those hits and and we definitely do Do your worst well that's why our community even at its worst i think our community is so much better than some of those other ones because like at the end of the day they they really do focus it on people who sign up for this and know exactly what they're signing up for i mean do they though because sometimes i wonder like i don't think mary cosby really understood what she was getting herself into because had she known i don't think she would have gone on the show yeah that that's a that's an extremely complicated situation that is uh, an extremely yeah i think situation <laughs> like like to put it as, as simply as i can I, I i think that's a great example of how like how Bravo really skirts the ethics of what they do in order to serve the audience. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was just extremely uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. What was even more uncomfortable though, is that, is that instead of focusing on things that were of genuine concern that actually could have been important television, Mm -hmm. they kind of went with like, like like it was, it was a very prejudicial portrayal of what she was doing. Um, And, and that, that was just, just kind of par for the course as we're starting to see on the network but it's it, it was really really terrible there because because i agree like out of i think a lot of them do know exactly what they're signing up for but she was she was one of the few who was just kind of like yeah okay and it really blindsided her. i yeah i don't want to get to i could talk about mary cosby all day i actually <laughs> want to watch her on a different network <laughs> in yeah, yeah. the right circumstances it would be it, it would be nice to see her in a place where she like empowers herself and that is what is portrayed because she does empower herself. It, she just got this editing that that turned her into this thing that was not yeah yeah. Not only that, there's a lot of backstory with her that I think if people understood, they would see that Mary's upbringing was what would be considered abusive in today's standards and yeah I'm not making yeah, it excuses was, for her behavior yeah. but i do think she lived in a bubble and mm-hmm. like she is like the if you look in like a psychology book or something they say the victims of abuse wind up doing that to other people because they don't know any better and I kind of feel like that was the case with Mary Cosby and then instead of Bravo helping her or like getting her out of this situation they almost like they did the opposite and I don't think they ever take on the social responsibility of their influence and power that they actually have that is that's true and and she's a great case because uh like the real turning point for me was where like we saw her talking to the mannequins in her closet and like, yeah. And like Twitter was just like, let's meme that. And I'm just like, well, you know, if you're like a fan of hers, then you understand yeah. that this is, you know, this is 
progress in a way, but it is not, it shouldn't be taken the direction that it's being taken. And yeah. that's really where, and that's really where Bravo dropped the ball because this could have been an extremely powerful story about a woman, you know, given a platform to just forge her own path. Yeah. And they had a very narrow idea of what they wanted from her. And, um, and she just bucked against it, which is pretty cool. Not a lot of people say, fuck you to Bravo, but she did. Well, Nini and, did. And you know who else did, who everybody hates, is Ebony. I think what Ebony did on New York was absolutely beautiful. She came on really? there. Really? She, oh, oh, oh. She, she came on there and she fucked their world up. And she did it unapologetically. And she just, oh, she, oh, oh, it, it was great. Because they really did need somebody to come in there and just start slamming on the table and be like, look. And they didn't like it. <laughs> they, I mean, they've all turned around and blamed her, except for, I think, Sonia. She's the only one. But even Leah, so, who who performatively was her friend on the show, yeah. just turned out, you know. So you think that Brony is changing because of Ebony? I think that it was Bravo's PR department. Like, like if it had gone under the radar, Brony would still be on. But because it blew up, they had to re-examine what they were selling to people. And uh, like I'm, you know, that has no ethical merit whatsoever. It has nothing to do with wanting, you know, to do what's best for us or their employees. They just understand yeah. that, you know, six months from now, they're not going to be able to get the same amount of money that they could now if they continue down that path. So they're kind of forced to make the change. I feel like they could use, they could still do whatever strategies they need to do for best practices and to get more viewers, but like also have morals. Yeah, no, they definitely could. They definitely (laughs) could. And, uh, and that's what I would like to see someday. And maybe you well. and I make yeah. a network where it's driven by ethical and moral, you know, behavior, because that's what I think is if lacking only. with Bravo. If only, but you know, I do see it as a lesser of two evils. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean it's not evil, but like, but compared to TLC, who will send children to, you know, some other place with this 20 year old who's completely smitten with some 40 year old who wants really? her to, yeah, like, I don't like, know. Exactly. Like TLC I don't like is to like feel sad. I like watching. They Bravo are truly TV. evil. Yeah, I don't like that. I want to like yeah. watch Bravo to be entertained. And actually, <clears throat> I was having this conversation with um, some of my Bravo friends about Diana Jenkins and like how she's shown herself to be a racist and how obviously like we can't root for her now. Um, yeah. But. As far as Beverly Hills go, and I'm kind of skipping around because I want to do a recap of all the shows, but since we're talking about it, with Beverly Hills, I am so bored with that show. I've never liked it, and I've been trying, and my like my Beverly Hills exposure is kind of wacky because I didn't start watching it till COVID or right before COVID, maybe, and um, so I only watched like the last, I'm watching the last like three seasons. And then when the hustler and the housewife came out, mm-hmm. I um, yeah. went back to season six. Cause I was like, I'm going to do an Erica Jane investigation, but then yeah, I got yeah. bored and I stopped and I was like, this is boring. And Did then, you get bored when Teddy showed up? <laughs> so I had, I don't even think I've watched any seasons with Teddy. Really? Or uh, no, no, she was, you, on, you I watched the one sometime. with um, her and Denise. That was 
when I started, I think. Sure. And so that's um, when I started I, as well. I just, oh, so did you go back at all? Because the first season was that's the exact, the, that's exactly how I did it. I started watching Same. it because, because I've loved Denise Richards since I was a kid. Like, yeah, that's when I, I love that, that movie, um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I think that she's yeah. an absolute genius. So when I heard she was on that show, I was like, this is amazing. So I started watching it. And then um, when Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna went at her, that's when I was like, you, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a real moral deficiency here. And continuing into the next season is when the whole thing with her husband broke and uh, the scam with the widows and orphans. Yeah. 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 That's so like- ex- exactly like that. As soon as I started getting into that, I went back to look at, Erica's time up until then and then by the time I got back to where I was I was so convinced that Lisa Rinna was the devil that I said I have to see what happened in its entirety so I go back to the beginning and uh and I had no idea it was so just just focused on the Richard sisters that's yeah. what really really hooked me I've always been fascinated with like kids in the entertainment industry that's that's yes, something that it's really like really, the psychological part yeah, of it yeah yeah and, especially like how different their careers were yeah uh, compared to how different their lives were from Kathy's like that dynamic was just so fascinating to me Mm -hmm. and I got so hooked on that that by the time I got to where Rena was coming in like I was seeing this from such a such an insane perspective like Mm -hmm. all I could see was was the fact that they had this severe PTSD and they were just constantly butting heads and like uh like at some points like like i swear you can feel the specter of their mother just just like guiding them in this conflict it's i have a theory i have a a theory that chris jenner is modeling all of her kardashian empire off of what kathy big kathy hilton's what she tried to do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And I haven't yeah, even absolutely. seen the early Beverly Hills seasons. I only saw no, no, season exactly one good. and it was disturbing to me. The Taylor Armstrong part of it was so oh, disturbing yeah. for me that that's why I stopped watching. I forgot, like, I don't know why I never watched Beverly Hills, but now going back, it was because of Taylor. And I'm like, I just watched season one recently and oh, no, I was like, was... ew, Kyle's awful. Like I never had any feelings about Kyle either way, but after season one, I was like, what is her problem? Why can't she stay an extra day with her hot husband, Mauricio? And why is she so bothered to get back to her kids and have their baby? Yeah. I was triggered. Yeah. I was triggered. You know what? It's, it's, it is the ghost of Big Kathy. Right? Like, is she? Because so, okay. Kyle's, what do you think Kyle's about the Big only Kathy? one who's really, Kyle's the only one who's really broken the cycle in terms of like right. how the family is raised. Right. Like, Kim is a great mom, of course, but Kyle is so hands-on and so uniquely dedicated to not repeating her mother's mistakes. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's going in on her like that. And I think it coming into conflict with Kim, who is just like, she is, like I said, their careers were so different. Like Kyle was kind of a TV and a movie actress, but like, like I, Kim was a Disney kid. So right. like she went to a whole different part of the industry and, and Which watching that dynamic. Caused her. Do you think that caused her to lead down a path of addiction? I think that if you look at the history of individuals who are employed by that company, that is definitely a pattern. 
And like it, it was in the seventies, which means there was that much more, sorry, that much less regulation, that much yeah. less. I, I, I mean, again, big Kathy Sad. is a great example. Uh, you, you were asking what I think about her. One of my favorite movies is the musical Gypsy. That is exactly what I think about. Uh, what, what was her name? Kathleen Dugan, I think her name was. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's what I think about Big Kathy. She is the mom from Gypsy. She's this just absolutely focused stage mother who will do nothing yeah. to gain success for her children, and, and it comes at the cost of one child's sanity. Yeah, and even like, did you watch Paris in Love? Yes, that that was fascinating. Did you watch the documentary? Because the documentary Paris Hilton made was was like that was yes. one of the most affecting things I have ever seen mm-hmm. for somebody of her stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to to just come out so unapologetically with her story. Um, but what really got me about that, and and it's 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 how I've defined uh, Kathy Hilton. Mm-hmm. The end of that was was really one of just just the saddest things I have ever seen because because Paris confesses all of her trauma to her mother. Yeah. And, and if you remember, Kathy just goes, Oh boy. And gets up and gives her a hug. Like, like it was like very weird. Hug. It, it was, yeah. it was, oh, not, so yeah. So I, I was never able to see Kathy in this light. Like she was, yeah, like she was a lighthearted individual. And, and watching that unfold, that's part of why Beverly Hills has continued to be so fascinating. It's like, to me, it's the yeah. story of, of how people who used to be famous cope with not being famous. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, you know, if you just do nothing but read between like, the lines, like yeah. intense wealth, like just filthy writ, like Kathy doesn't even know how to do anything. <laughs> like, well, it's I so wouldn't weird. even say it's the wealth it's because uh, they're, they're all instilled with this, with this mad drive to satiate their ego. Like, mm-hmm. what we know about big Kathy, she was raising her kids to have successful husbands. Uh, Kathy, little Kathy is like her success story. Yeah. That, I, I think the acting stuff was kind of a fallback. So I think as far as Kathy is concerned, she is fulfilling the same kind of thing that her sisters are after. It's, it's all about just building themselves up. I think more than, more than the wealth they possess, which is. I think that the whole thing with Paris and her getting into the situation where she was at that abusive camp or whatever, I think big or little Kathy, Kathy Hilton was taken advantage of by the marketing of these people who, you know, they were going after rich people with kids who weren't listening. And I think because Kathy grew up with big Kathy, bringing her to nightclubs, people doing drugs and drinking and all this stuff. Kathy Hilton was so afraid of that, of her daughter being in that environment that she went to those lengths may have saw some red flags, but like ignored them because Mm -hmm. she in her head thought I am protecting my daughter from what I know is out there because I think there was some really fucked up shit going on with big Kathy bringing her daughters to clubs. I think they have experienced some like really deep trauma. Like I said, uh, it it, it was the seventies and and it was the eighties. There was, there was not only no oversight or like consideration for, you know, in the public, It, it was actively and easily, kind of suppressed by you know the town itself because 
there were what like a dozen media outlets and they were all controlled by like yeah it's really you know, like, it was so old, so easy to buy Hollywood an image back in the stuff. 80s yeah you know? it's just like really that's why like it's hard for me to watch because like i said i want to watch bravo and be entertained but then they have all this dark stuff that comes up that makes me feel icky mm. and like i haven't really like ex- like explored it that much until i started my account because why w- why would i really <laughs> before now i'm like all in but it's like creeping me out and before i started my account if bravo wanted to like hire me to like be part of their production team or something i would have been like oh my god but now i'm like i don't know <laughs> i yeah, would yeah. How could I that shit is dark yeah. it's like it, it feels some of it, it feels is, very wrong um and for a while i thought it was and a lot of people seem to think it's like a new development but uh you were just yeah, talking sure. about taylor armstrong who is i think like i i, I think she remains maybe the the most disturbing thing that's ever been on the network. And that was what, 12 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. I couldn't watch after that because I was like, there's a serious, like there's something weird going on. I only watched the first season. And then next thing you know, like he committed suicide and that was too much for me. I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't do this. I was like, why are they even filming this? This is like disturbing. And I just never watched, but I, would like to go back to our, sure. what we were planning to do, which is to run through all the shows of the week. Um, because sure, sure. I think, yeah, we could talk about this kind of stuff all day, but let's switch gears and have it be a little more lighthearted. One of my sure, first indeed. questions that I had for you was, um, or when I was going to introduce you, <laughs> you went on a tangent from my introduction, <laughs> but. Sure. One of the biggest shockers that I've ever seen you tweet was the fact that you're straight. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. blew my mind so hard. <laughs> you have no idea like how mind-blowing that was for me because I just assumed anyone who watches Bravo is either a woman or a member of LGBTQIA+. I never thought a straight man would ever be interested, but apparently there are a a few of you. And I'm like, who are these people? Because Ryan Bailey, so bad it's it's good with Ryan Mm -hmm. Bailey. He also claims he's straight. And I'm just (laughs) like, what is happening? Please, can you explain to me why are you straight? I'm just kidding. That's not the question. And no straight hate here. I'm just like, it really blew my mind. I don't know why. I mean, that obviously says probably a lot about me, but no, 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 no. Do you find, have you talked to any straight men in the community? Like, I have suspicions that some people are straight. Oh, are they (laughs) closeted straights? Well, like, I'm not going to, you know, ask somebody about it because I know it's not appropriate. But, uh, I think there are a lot of us. I see a lot of women tweeting that like their boyfriends or their husbands get really into it. And uh, I would encourage them to tell them to start Twitter accounts. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. As long as you direct your ire at the right sort of people. And, uh, and that was, that was really important to me. Like, you, you know, like I'm not going to just hate on somebody who went through a hard time in life. Right. They've, they've got to have the, 
they're going to have a real problem with the way humanity functions. And that's why over the past few years, they've been hiring these types of people exclusively. So, so it's sort of been a lot easier. Um, yeah, it's, but that's crazy. And, and they, they're giving us so much content. (laughs) (laughs) They are. And as I said before, they, they find people who, who sort of embrace it, you know, like as, as bad as Lisa Renna is, she's not going to stop being bad. She's kind of okay with that, which is sad. Yeah. Lisa Renna. I don't even really pay attention to her, but question. I forgot she was, she wasn't even on the episode this week. Oh, that's what I want to hear. And that's what I want everybody to (laughs) well um going to the beginning of the week we had real housewives of atlanta i know i'm like skipping around now um but do you have any thoughts on that episode i i thought the spa scene with candy marlo and sheree was just so ridiculous and bizarre yeah it was insane right i don't know why they wouldn't just stand out and talk to her they had to go in there to have this entire thing and it was so frustrating to her which which i really hate i love candy so much she is she is one of the top five yeah she's amazing she might be in like the top two just just in terms of what she's accomplished as a as a person and and a cultural force yeah 100 she's on a level of fame that very few people achieve yeah and uh and and they just run her ragged i think and (laughs) and and, oh my god wait what uh, about when um they opened up the it was like the first thing oh we're gonna do tea at kenya's daughter's birthday mm-hmm. and the first thing was yeah yeah they get a locker i completely i completely believe that every single piece of paper in that thing said that <laughs> and somebody switched it out between shots because there's there is no way that oh, was so oh. What do you think about that? I was like, what the hell? And then they well, also just shut it down and moved on so quickly. I was like, wait a second. I think I think she's um she's kind of like Giselle and Karen. Like she yeah. understands that she is the staple right now. Yeah, that yeah. that like she can take it. She has that kind of resilience. And I think that usually it's not a problem for her, but but I think that now that like nobody has anybody to really go at like yeah like, like the cast is kind of pleasant and and really really well, what about drew though oh what's happening with her is really really upsetting and i have a lot of sympathy and empathy for her i really hate seeing people drag her on twitter so okay this is what i my drew's first season i was like she's great she's amazing this season okay this goes back to Mary Cosby. The whole thing of like victims turn into abusers. Ralph, because I loved her on her first season, but immediately when I saw Ralph, he said something like, oh, I don't have life insurance on you yet. That freaked me out. And he and he still does like, I drew, girl, you're in danger. Like, No, 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 I agree 100%. Like, but now, a- do you, did you notice though that Kenya pointed out that how Drew... She does the same thing that Ralph does to the other women. Like she just talks in circles. And now with this episode, the whole drop it with Drew when they found out she didn't actually start that business. She's just <laughs> the face of it. That's yeah. when I was like, okay, now Drew 
now it's gotten to a point where I'm like, you are no longer just a victim. Like now you're actually putting those tactics into practice. And I can see Ralph, like the way his manipulation and the way he talks to her, she does it now to other people. And I can't so stop like focusing uh, on that now. Like, like his behavior's rubbing off on her? 100%. Like, yeah. she's been mm-hmm. so abused by him, like, emotionally and mentally. Because, like, we can see it. It's so, like, it's very yeah. disturbing. He switches things around. He doesn't take accountability. He still won't answer where he was in Tampa. Like, come on, dude. And then through yeah, no, now, she's just like talking in circles. And she's like, yeah, I started a business. Um, Yeah, there's a Facebook group. We have a, th-. like, she doesn't, she's trying to act like she built this business. And like, Drew, it's okay if you didn't build it, but don't act like you built it. That part bothers well, me. And well, that's why it's so complicated with some of these, you know, some of these individuals on the network. Like, who's to say that isn't just, just like a real overcompensation. Like, like she's finding a way to gain control over her life. Yeah. And this is how it's happening. Um, yeah. And that is, yeah, yeah that's just, everything usually comes from like a sad place of trauma or something. And like, yeah, so I'm not hating on Drew. I'm just like disappointed. Like, I don't know. I wish that she, hopefully she can see herself and like, wow, Ralph really is gaslighting me and mentally abusing me yeah. on TV. Like, I would think that she would have already learned her lesson from the first season. I thought he would be gone by now. If she would, like had a brain, <laughs> but well, I, I also hope... know that it's, it's easier said than done. Well, I hope that the rest of the cast pursues that alongside her, because like I said, like Atlanta's kind of a lighter show. It, at least it isn't present. I know it's, it's gone to some pretty rough places, but right now it's, it's, it's kind of the highlight of what I'm doing. Cause I just kind of enjoy watching it as opposed to getting so frustrated that I have to tweet something. So, so for them to kind of redirect that energy to a continued positive thing would be really, really nice. Yeah. And, uh, and I do have hope for that. I think that, I think that they all, I think they're going to pull together and they're going to help her. Hopefully. Speaking of negative things, <laughs> um, that brings us to below deck sailing yacht. Um, we had the reunion and um, just, as a reminder, I had an interview with Gabby that I released last week, who was on yes, this I past to that. season. Yes, yes, she, she was. She 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 was amazing when she left. I kind of tuned out of the season, honestly. Um, I did kind of tune in sporadically uh, from then to the end of the season, and I think I watched maybe forty five minutes of the reunion. Yeah, the reunion um, wasn't that exciting, and Ashley didn't she, show up. She was a, oh, that's right. That's. You, you know what? She claimed that she was being manipulated by, by the Bravo letters, I think, is she, what she was claiming. She, the next day, tweeted, thank you, Bravo, Did for you? all the hate. I woke oh. up to a bunch of money and my only fans or something like that. Thanks. I just, sorry. Well, and, and, and you know, like, that's kind of a, that's, that's kind of become my problem with that franchise specifically. I really like Below Deck when it's like professional drama uh, because there's so much professional drama on a yacht, you know? Yeah. Shorter guests, you know, the anchor dragging, that might seem mundane and silly to a lot of people. But, no, that's big you know, deal. Yeah, yeah. And if you enjoy watching that sort of thing, like, you know, that was that was pretty cool to see. 
but a whole Gary filling out especially yeah exactly like I don't give a shit about Gary and Daisy I really don't like I want to see Gary doing his job and I which you know he kind of never did and <laughs> I want to see Daisy doing her job which she did I would just like to see more of that like I don't want to see the will they or won't they uh Gary especially that dude is is an absolute sleazeball uh, people wonder what there is about him. I think he has the same charisma that Rasputin has. Uh, he like, like like this twisted charm where like you look into these like tired eyes and you just kind of fall under a spell because he seeks these I, people out. Like like the yeah. minute they're on the boat, he's like that's a target. And it is ugh, like he it's is so gross. It's yeah. like predatory in a way. Like I don't know. I never liked Gary until this season. I actually started to like him. But then when the new Sue came on, I was like, yeah, yeah. To old Gary and I can't anymore. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it was such a transparent return to like sport. And yeah. I was just like, uh, no, yeah, no, it felt icky. yeah, it felt yeah. icky. And then the whole, like he was down. I mean, he could have taken, I don't know the whole Ashley thing and like him being assaulted. I truly believe like, if the roles were reversed, this would have been like a legal situation, like a crime. Yeah, 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 but absolutely. It, because the genders were reversed, it seemed to be downplayed, which I think is a disservice to women and like our cause of right. speaking up because it's like, that is exactly the kind of stuff that if Gary thinks that's okay and says, oh, what Ashley did was okay, then he's almost giving permission to other men to do the same and be like, oh, what it was just, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, it was like definitely that. sort of a normalization thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. It was very disturbing. And I just can't yeah, no, it, it was definitely nothing. It was definitely wrong of her. Um, but I can't remember. And for a lot of this stuff, honestly, it does go back to age. Like, like I I think she's in like her early 20s, isn't she? she's i think so and i think she's deaf i mean one of the first things they and said is about her sister always fucking guys that she liked and obviously oh, she Lord. has some trauma from that um see see i i think to people like gary that's sort of like uh that's that's kind of like a carrot on a stick yeah and uh and like people like gary are smart enough to read that which is why he just sketches me out so much i really hope they 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 kind of get him off that show because I do like the captain there and, and, you know, I love the way. Captain Glenn. That, yeah. And, and I love the way that like, you know, I would never go on one, but I love the way like the sailing dynamic makes the drama a little different, you know, from like an operational yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I like but, that. I love sailing, but, but, but I just can't deal with yeah. that guy again. Down under. Um. Oh, that chef, Ryan. I, that down. Guy. Yeah. Down yeah. under chef. Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I was like the show itself is great. I think the captain is really wholesome. Like it, it, it's a wholesome show, and, and wholesome. Except and I don't know. There were there were a couple questionable parts, like when Magda had on a thong to go snorkeling with the guests. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I feel like her. Was that the one where the you should have said something to her? Was that the one where the brother and the sister were making out in the hot tub as well, or was that? Or was that? Oh, was it different? Oh wait, was it? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah, that was disturbing too. But oh my gosh, Mag. He, I think Captain Jason. He threw a towel at Magda and goes, "Cover your ass." 
(laughs) in front of people, which I understand where he's coming from, but also I feel like the delivery was a little abrasive. Yeah. 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 A little more professional. Um, And then there was something else that happened, which I don't remember, but I was shocked at how patient he was with Benny because I would have kicked Benny off the boat after day one. He was the worst for me. He was a little, he was a little dopey, but just but he kind of pulled through. All the time about everything, and he even woke up the captain to clean up his poop. Like, uh, I couldn't. well, I think I think maybe Bravo like they maybe gave this really nice guy like all of the most stressful people that they could imagine. Uh, except for some of the stews. I think some of the stews are really good, right, babe? Toomey was so good. Aisha yes, yes, really yes, good. she was good. And um, Chico was good. Um, but I think the rest yeah, of them, and, and I'm not going to say they were all, you know, bad at their jobs, but they were just kind of inexperienced. Yeah, they and, needed to get to get it together. I've never seen a mm, crew like that. It's like, wow, yeah, this true. crew is awful. But I do want to um, talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh, um, yes. Dorinda oh, yeah. this week. Oh, my God. So hilarious. She, Her she and camera. Intense. Oh, my God. Her and Tamara had me dying. Like, she started laughing when Tamara flipped out. And I was like, oh, yeah. my <laughs> She does that, though. When somebody gets upset, she finds it amusing. And she just loses her shit. And... And she's and she's usually really drunk when it happens. So she so wasn't drunk at that point. That was like first I think, in the morning, I think. I think she had some Irish coffee. I think oh maybe. <laughs> I think she's got a little flask. Like I think she thinks she can hide it. Um and she kind of got a little too comfortable on day two. And by day three, she she had kind of lost control because she's back to to like just straight making mocking faces at people who are experiencing distress. And Bravo has done a great job selling it, like, sorry, justifying the concept because, because it is like, I've been, I've been saying this for a while. It's like a haunted house movie. It's like, it's like one of those Vincent Price movies where like six guests go and only one survives. And, and it's, it's, she's, she's really coming into her role as like, like the scary house host. I love Uh, it. It it is. I love it. It it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, (laughs) I, I can't say that it's that I'm enjoying it because like it really is so awkward. I love it. Like I think I stared at the last episode just with my jaw agape. Like I, yeah. I did not move. I was just like, oh my god, what am I watching? I know. And, it's so and good. it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite right now. It is so yeah. good. And like I love Eva. She's oh, absolutely. She's the best. So good. I love <gasps> Dude, groundbreaking that they went to the dispensary. They've never yes. done that in a housewives before. I we have to like at True, least give absolutely. big ups to Peacock. I, I don't know did. who's I don't know. Is it Peacock or is it Bravo that we should give props to because they needed to do that? It was it's yeah, well yeah, yeah. absolutely. Them. Absolutely. And I, I think I saw the picture you posted of it. One of the one of the women had a buy weed from women. Bags. They all did, yeah. And when I saw they all did, I was thinking maybe that was like, like a you know, like a woman-owned dispensary. So it's even better that they, you know, they maybe went to something like that. Yeah, I'm actually gonna to go. Um, I'm gonna reach out to them to see if they would be interested in being on the oh, podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, um, because the Berkshires are right by me. That's where I go for that's my right. dispensaries. Live, yeah. 
You yeah. live close to there, don't you? You live close I to do. Bluestone Manor. I just went, Bluestone Manor. Yeah, I just went a couple days ago. And actually, last week, I also went live with Dorinda. She went live for just to promote things, I'm guessing. And then she brought me on because she brings me on sometimes. And oh, that's amazing. she also has, she comes to Saratoga, which is near me um, sometimes and did like a meet and greet once and a book signing. So I went to those and she, I brought my kids to the meet and greet. So she met my children. She held my baby (laughs) and she agreed to do a podcast episode with me. I just, um, what I suggested to her is what if we do it live from a dispensary in the Berkshires? Oh, that'd be great. So I'm working on the logistics of that, but I'm hoping. I do. I do love Dorinda so much. Like she was what got me through the middle years of uh, New York. And so like, like I can't criticize her. Like I just, I just. She took on a lot of I kind of connect with her and, and. I can connect with her. to watch her go through all this. Like, like I was hoping that she'd be just, just like in a little more positive place while filming this. No, I think she's doing great. I mean, you have to give it to her. Hosting is so difficult and exhausting. Hosting, especially like not only is she hosting all these people, but it's being filmed and there's a a whole crew, production crew. She said on the live, she was like, Jenny, they came like a week before and like it was a whole set, like they had to do everything in there. And so she had, I mean, imagine your home being invaded like that. I would be Mm. on edge. And then also being part of the cast and like having to entertain, it's too much for me. I had to offer that's a big task to take on. It was when she invaded the confessional at the end of the episode. That's what like... I, I have think not she seen was over served at that point. I think she but, probably but I can't recall ever seeing that before on one of the housewife shows. Um well they don't so usually have confessionals. Was... Or they they have their interviews, but it's like oh, one right, on right, one. Right. The right, confessional right. thing is like a real world kind of thing. Um right, that they right, only right. had on the last Ultimate Girls trip as and well. They, and they did have like two people at a time. But yeah. But for her to come in there and just like to continue fighting like in front I of know. that camera, like like that was so above and beyond. I was just I like, know that was a lot. Can't wait for next week. Well, that's why I was just like, I have, I mean, I have Dorinda's um bluestone. Have you tried that? I is tried it. As good it as they say? So I tried it like almost a year ago at her book signing, and I was like, whoo, it was it's very strong. Um, but also I'm not a bourbon drinker. And since then I've quit drinking alcohol altogether. So I just have it as like nice yeah. fan memorable. Sure, sure. Yes. And also I, I have to send one to one of my friends who asked for one, right. but um, yeah, my uh, I think that if she just stopped drinking that she wouldn't have gotten to that place and that's why I like watching because it reminds me that I should not drink because that's the kind of shit that I probably would do Uh, that's why I feel like I can relate to Dorinda like I could just feel how much pent up stress she probably has from hosting and like she's probably and then you know you add the booze on top of it it's a lot but 
Speaking of booze, another franchise that I see people drinking in excess is Southern Charm. Oh, um, no. yeah. What did you think about this week's episode? I I honestly don't know if I'm going to keep watching Southern Charm. It's just it, it's just such a it's, it's just dark. such an affront to every every possible sensibility like a human being could have. It's 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 just a, a constant assault. And I just it like, is. like it is. from the little transition music with the little Charleston s singers, like like it's that is. Abs- yeah, no, it is a triggering. It, it is an absolute hellscape, and like I, I I had seen it off and on, I think, and then I was going to start watching it now because, like I said, I love people who want to be targets, and these are mostly people who are now of age to be targets. Like, I I don't get how people can watch the early seasons. And, and kind of hate on some of the cast members. Dude, Catherine, I yeah. still feel bad for Catherine, but I think this season I might feel different. Like she is 30 now. She has two children. She's seen herself on TV for many years when she was clearly being abused that we all watched and no one did anything. Like that's insane. Yeah. But I do feel like she's in a position where she could be bettering herself, but she's not quite there. Like we talked about Paris Hilton and like how she's really used her platform for good. And like, you know, especially where she came from, she was known as the girl with the sex tape and like, she just partied and like, whatever. And like, now she's like, I have mad respect for her. I feel like Catherine had the, the, moment or she had the ability to be able to do something similar but she's just not quite doing well, it well she's uh, i mean she's still dependent on the first guy she was with for her money because he's like the concept creator of the show whitney so, yeah that's that, that's what i've been told yes uh, wait. I, I did not look that up first so wait what did you hear i need to hear this because whitney is so creepy he is 54 years old He dated yeah. he dated Catherine first. He's he's, he's the creator of the show. Yeah. yeah. So like she's been getting her money, and I I would wager this is her greatest source of income. Um, what just keeps me from not being able to say anything about her at all? And it was in the episode where she had her breakdown at her party, the premiere, when she was kind of zoning out, like like she had a, like a thousand yard stare, and like that that was really really kind of unsettling to see. Yeah. So I, I I think that she's 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 doing her best with the circumstances she's been provided. And based on the production uh circumstances and uh where it's set, she doesn't exactly have, you know many options. Yeah, she's still exactly. Thomas is still using weed against her to yeah, take away her kids. Yeah, yeah. He and, disgusts and me. Yeah, yeah. He's He's, I, I I really have trouble thinking of somebody on this network who is worse than that guy. Uh, he's he's probably he's, he's probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like I call Lisa Rinna a demon, but like that guy is legitimately a demon. Like there is he's like the devil. there is literally no soul inside of that individual. He is a shell, and, dude. Uh, like uh, like the husk of a man, and 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 it's just absolutely, it's it's just perverse to have watched him participate with people who were what 30 years younger than him yes as if uh, as if he was their peer like like oh my after god after he had been to jail and like god, 
got oh, like yeah. what happened he was a politician and he had to resign because he went to jail i i, I yeah I, i'm i am not caught up on it uh i will never watch it like from the beginning you uh, will and, be so triggered it's yeah yeah i i like i don't have to i don't have to be reminded of what those folks are like yeah his uh, his father um, was on one episode where he they he were look talking- like colonel sanders he no he looked well maybe mm. colonel sanders on meth I mean, oh, <laughs> you just described a large portion of the population in charleston <laughs> colonel sanders on meth oh yeah. my god <laughs> that's that sums the cultural aesthetic up in that city quite frankly which is why I don't think I can continue watching. Oh like, I my think. gosh. I have, I feel like I can't not watch. It's like one of these, you know, like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting, but I just feel, I, I just feel so icky when I watch it. I know, I know. It's just like, oh. Well, I don't mean to end on a negative note, but I want to thank you, Rex, for joining me oh, today. Absolutely. No, this um, was a, <laughs> this was a real honor. Uh, you have the premiere of uh, Cannabis Bravo podcast, and and it's truly, truly thank amazing you. to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, everyone! Make sure you go follow Rex Weed on Twitter and Instagram, and more amazing things to come from Rex. I am putting it out in the universe. Thank you, Manifest thank you, thank you. Thing. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Thank. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and leave a review. We are releasing one episode weekly for season three. Anyone who leaves a review and sends a screenshot to bravoandblaze at gmail.com before the season finale will be entered into a giveaway where the winner will be announced on the finale episode. One winner will receive some Bravo and Blaze merch. And along with a special shout out and a smoke sesh with yours truly. So stay lit fam. 